0: might have noticed i don't complain about politicians everybody complains about politicians everybody says they suck well where do people think these politicians come from they don't fall out of the sky they don't pass through a membrane from another reality they come from american parents and american families american homes american schools american churches american businesses and american universities and they're elected by american citizens this is the best we can do folks This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. (laughs) If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're gonna get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't gonna do you any good. You're just gonna wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe something else sucks around here, like the public. Yeah, the public sucks. There's a nice campaign slogan for somebody. The public sucks, fuck hope. Fuck hope. Because if it's really just the fault of these politicians, then where are all the other bright people of conscience? Where are all the bright, honest, intelligent Americans ready to step in and save the nation and lead the way? We don't have people like that in this country. Everybody's at the mall scratching his ass, picking his nose, taking his credit card out of his fanny pack and buying a pair of sneakers with lights in them. <laughs> so I have solved this little political dilemma for myself in a very simple way. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. Fuck em. Fuck 'em. I don't vote. Two reasons. Two reasons I don't vote. First of all, it's meaningless. This country was bought and sold and paid for a long time ago. The shit they shuffle around every four years... ...doesn't mean a fucking thing. And secondly, I don't vote, because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They say... They say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest, incompetent people, and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, (laughs) who did not vote, who did not vote, who, in fact, did not even leave the House on election day, I'm in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to do with. (laughs) So I know that a little later on this year you're going to have another one of those really swell presidential elections that you like so much. You'll enjoy yourselves. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure as soon as the election is over, your country will improve immediately. As for me, I'll be home on that day doing essentially the same thing as you. The only difference is when I get finished masturbating, I'm going to have a little something to show for it, folks. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank
1: you. James. Uh, James, is it, is it safe to come out now?
2: Why are you asking that?
1: Because, James, Big Bad, new President Donald Trump is going to get me.
2: Why is he going to get you?
1: Because, James, he's, he's rounding up all the Mexicans and the blacks, and then the next is going to come the Asians, and maybe the Jews, and the gays, and all of that stuff, James. I don't feel safe anymore.
2: And uh, which category do you fall into there, little precious?
1: James, it's, that's not the point, James. The point is we're in, we're in terrible danger, James, all of us.
2: Well, this is the danger hour.
1: Hey-oh! It's not funny, James! We're all
2: going to die. No, we're not. No, we're not. God damn it. Can you believe that that's a reality? President Trump. Look back on the long list of racist white men that held that office. Some of the great ones, you know, uh, George Washington. All right. Uh, Let's see who else is there. (laughs) Thomas Jefferson. Was he one? Abraham Lincoln. He was one for sure. Set all them dark skins free. He did some good. JFK. Roosevelt, FDR, come on, Trump, (laughs) God damn, I I really can't, I don't think I believe it still, it just seems too fucking comical, but it happened, oh boy did it happen, I'm not, uh, I'm not very political at all, as you might have heard from my buddy uh, Carlin's intro, I I took the same stand. I didn't go. I didn't vote. Condemn me all you'd like. And I actually lost a friend because of that very reason. About, uh, what, eight years ago. Four years ago. Whatever it was. I lost a friend. Wasn't a very good friend. But I lost a friend nonetheless. This guy fucking... (laughs) He got so pissed. We were drunk. He was high and drunk. He got so pissed off that I don't care to get involved with politics. He got so angry at me and started talking all this shit. Oh, man, it was, uh, I couldn't believe it. But uh, you can see a lot of people shared that type of opinion or mindset when you look at uh, what's going on in the news with all these fucking crazies out there. Wow. Who knew that there were so many fucking crazies? In the United States. I mean, I'm in California, if you didn't know. And uh, pretty, people are pretty cool over here, for the most part. I live in a what's called a melting pot. <laughs> I've always hated that. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, there's a bunch of Asians around me. There's the blacks. So I got to name all of them, the Mexicans. I got a Nazi neighbor right to my, to my left. Across the street, I got a Chinese guy. Across, and then next to him, I got a Japanese guy. Across from there, I got a Jewish family.
1: It's a melting pot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm the halfsies over here. The hybrid. Mexican-Caucasian guy. With a, with a dash of Native American. Another dash of Italian. That's me. <laughs> Fuck, I'm a melting pot. But it's really, it's really crazy to see how many racist fucks there still are. I mean, I'm not saying that if you voted for Trump, you're racist, but just, uh, just the, the shit that people are saying and, and the stories you hear. God damn, It's unbelievable. And, you know, just to touch on a couple things. First of all, I don't think the guy's racist. I mean, I think he hated that Amorosa chick on his Apprentice show, but, you know, she had it coming. <laughs> I think that's like the only season I ever watched of that show, the first season. And, uh, you know, he's not going to build no goddamn wall. I think this dude was just talking a bunch of shit. And he just kept getting higher in the polls. He's like, holy fuck, I might, I might actually win this. <laughs> or maybe that was his plan from the beginning. This guy might be a fucking genius. I mean, there's a, there, there's a video I saw of him being interviewed like 20 years ago. And he's like, yeah, if I, if I ran for president, I'd win. I know I would. And he sounds like he's, compl- you know I know a guy like this that talks so much ridiculous shit and then he fucking backs it up and it drives me insane because everyone thinks he's a fucking lunatic, which he is, in my opinion. And the shit that comes out of his mouth is like, oh my God, dude, just shut up. But a lot of it winds up being true or accurate. It's like, God. I just, you want to hate them so much, but there's something like, God damn it, maybe he's onto something. But anyway. I don't think anything's... Nothing's going to happen, everybody. Do you really think he's going to turn this whole fucking world upside down? Do you really think there aren't a bunch of billionaires that have uh, investments in this country that are going to allow him to fuck up the, their, their money? No.
1: Oh, my God, James. Here comes the conspiracy theory bullshit. Where's your tinfoil hat, James? Huh?
2: <laughs> Everyone gets into that mindset, too. Oh, once I hear something a little bit out there. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Huh. That's something I believe, man. I, I think... I don't know. You know me, if you listen to the show, how how deep I get into some of this shit. I'm not hardcore about it. I just like to think about it and talk about it. I have no fuck. Look, I'm a moron. I've got no facts. <laughs> I've done no research. But, uh... I've seen a lot of movies <laughs> and the stories you hear. Let me give you one example of a, of a movie that supposedly is true. And I'm going to take, I'm going to take it uh, as truth. The movie called, uh, what the hell was it called? The invitation game. Now, I hope you've seen it. If you haven't, just pause the podcast right now, run over to Amazon, order it and watch it on your TV, your smart TV, and then come back and then press play. By the miracle of time travel, I will still be here, right? We left me. So, in that movie, great fucking movie, uh, apparently they cracked the Nazi code. They built an elaborate computer system which was able to crack the Nazi code, which they wound up uh, intercepting all their fucking messages. But the Nazis are so like, not gonna crack this because they kept changing. Uh, the way you would crack it, decipher it, all like every day they would change it, some shit like that. I forget. It's pretty much almost impossible to crack it. All right, that's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> so this dude makes this computer system. Eventually, after a long fucking time of trying, it winds up working. So they crack and decipher all the Nazi messages being sent around, and they wind up knowing there's going to be attacks. Uh, was was Pearl Harbor one of them? I don't remember, but they wind up knowing uh, like a battleship's going to be attacked and they're going to lose a bunch of people, but they don't say anything. They let it happen because in the grand scheme of things, the Nazis would know that they're intercepting their messages and then they would, you know, they would change it up so where they couldn't decipher them anymore. So they, they had a bunch of sacrifices all the time. A lot of Americans were killed, but it was basically to save the world. All right. It had to be done, according to these guys. Now, at the time, you don't realize what's going on. And look, it takes, what, 70 years for you to find out that that happened, if it's true, which I think it is. Shit like that, I think, happens all the time. There's people in the back rooms with elaborate plans. And I don't think this clown being elected as president is going to affect anything. All right, so I think you're all safe, <laughs> in quotation marks. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not political at all, but I, I, watched that, uh, I watched that night when they were coming in with the polls, and I'm like, holy shit. I started, I, I started calculating it myself hours before, like, wait a minute. According to that electoral college, which everyone loves, this guy's going to fucking take it. He's going to take it insane and he wind up happening oh man and I was, I was kind of fascinated like wow this is actually gonna happen <laughs> this dude's gonna be elected <laughs> <laughs> fucking biff tannen
3: <sighs>
2: all the cry babies out there in the streets right now oh man what an embarrassing how embarrassing is it that's the worst part how embarrassing it is to be an american now what other countries must think of us right now Right? They must be looking over, like, look at these fucking morons. All the video of these Trump rallies and all these mouth breathing fucking idiots. <laughs> we look like a bunch of retards. Ugh. Yeah, but the, these youngsters protesting in the street. You can't do anything about it. What are you going to do? It's been done. He was voted in. Yeah, you're not happy. You know, this is what happens. When everybody gets a fucking trophy nowadays, right? A bunch of crybabies. Entitlement. Oh,
1: I'm not happy. (laughs) Take it back.
2: Fucking dumb. Anyway. So uh, everyone bow down to our new golden-haired, orange-skinned overlord. I bet you, he, uh, I bet you he, he changes it to where he's going to be a king. Uh, my name is King Trump. Uh, the presidency is no longer existing. I am a king. And this is my queen, Melania. We are going to be the greatest reigning king and queen you've ever seen. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to make a kingdom that's going to be absolutely incredible. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be made of the finest materials. Um, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to have Russia pay for it. Russia's going to pay for it. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fantastic. You'll see. Uh, how, how are you going to do that? Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. It's, it's going to be fantastic. Tremendous. <laughs> Bigly. <laughs> all hail King Trump. Everybody rise. Rise, Lord Trump.
1: Rise. Defeat the rebels at all costs.
2: <laughs> all right. Speaking of a bunch of uh, conspiracies, you know I love those. Uh, I was, it was proven to me, kind of, pretty much, proven that the doctors are all bullshit for the most part. The pharmaceutical companies.
1: Oh, my God, James. Here we go again.
2: I know. You've heard me talk about this before, but I think there's something to it. I found out. I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast, but I found out. Maybe I already did. It sounds familiar. Whatever. I haven't done one of these fucking shows in, what, two months? I'm too busy with my dumbass Sticks and Stones podcasts over there in Buena Park with Peter Son and Lido. So a lot of times I'm like, well, I already blew my load on this show. I got nothing to talk about on the Danger Hour. So there's that. (laughs) But uh, I've been taking notes throughout my life. Uh, well, the last couple months, and I've got a uh, few things to talk about. So there you go. And I got, it's Saturday. I got to work today. <laughs> the wife is out on some fancy wine tour. Thanks for the invite. Now it's a girl's day. Kids are away, so I'm home alone. Perfect time to do a podcast. And I've already set a bunch of booby chaps in case uh, some robbers break in and try to get me. I put a bunch of ornaments by the window. Uh, You know, I put some grease on the steps, some paint cans hanging from the ceiling. I'll be okay. So uh, (laughs) the pharmaceutical companies, bro, apparently they make $5 billion, $5 billion billion. on uh, just antacids alone every year, $5 billion, $5 billion. Can I say that one more time? Just because you have some heartburn, boys and girls. $5 billion. Just on heartburn alone. It's fucking insane. They make so much money. Of course they want to keep us sick. Of course the doctors want to prescribe prescriptions every goddamn time you go in just for a little sneeze. Yes. My grandmother, God rest her soul, had a goddamn weekly planner full of fucking pills. I'm sure you've seen this before. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are the days of the week, if you didn't know. And each little day had a little, its own little box, and she'd open it up, and there'd be like 10 fucking pills in there. It's like, Jesus Christ, look at that. Looks like a fucking uh, goodie bag after you leave a kid's party. <laughs> All these different colors. Ugh. I think it really had something to do with her going out. This fucking dude had her on a cocktail. But I mean, this is not a surprise, right? So why are you surprised and why do you want to label it conspiracy theories? If, uh, just look around. <laughs> you don't need to do any research. Open, just open your eyes, man. Anyway, I'm sorry for, for uh, getting on my soapbox. But, uh, I'm, I recently met an old-timer. He tells me, uh, He's an old white guy. He's fucking 90 years old. He told me he hadn't been to the doctor in 62 years. <laughs> and he was doing great. This guy was walking around faster than me. I'm not fucking around. I'm not exaggerating. You, I had to pick up my pace to keep up with him. He was sharp as a tack. And I uh, completely there. Everything you say, you'd fucking fire off a response right away. Dude was sharp. 90 years old. Let me repeat that. 90 years old, hasn't been to the doctor in 62 years. You know what he told me? This guy was a successful dude. He said he had a bunch of doctor friends. And one day at a... One day, one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good spot. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought bullied reason or negotiate with some men just want to watch the world burn on a side note i've got that shit wrapped in someone's head or so many people's heads that my mother (laughs)
3: last
2: time i saw her i went over to watch the radio game with my old man and my mom's like you know what (laughs) because i said one day she was she was like hey do you know that i was at work and i was behind my desk typing some report or whatever she was doing and she heard someone come in and go Hey, one day, and she started laughing out loud, and the people looked at her like she was a fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> because when she said that, she thought of me going, one day. And I've heard that from other people. You, you have no idea how, how happy that makes me. Anyway, one day. Uh, he said he was having a party, and he had some doctor friends over. Maybe he was at a party. I don't remember the details. The point is he was at a party. And there was doctor friends around, and uh, they didn't know he was, he was uh, close by. I don't know why he was eavesdropping. Maybe he just could overhear them. But there were some doctors in a room talking to each other. As one doctor says, that he doesn't do natural childbirths anymore. That he purposely schedules C sections, even knowing that the mother could uh, or wants natural or and and can do it. He like, oh no. You need a C-section. I'm gonna go ahead and schedule it. This guy would purposely lie to these women saying that they needed a C-section for A, B, and C reasons. Because, get this. Shocking, right? Insurance pays more money for C-sections. The <laughs> doctor makes more money when doing a C section. Can you fucking believe that? Not to mention, I would probably do it so I can schedule my work. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule all my C sections from Monday through Thursday. Three day weekend. Are doctors always on call like that uh, deliver babies? Like you get page at three thirty in the fucking morning. It's like come in. Fuck. Ah, all right, be there. What if you're drinking? <laughs> what if you're shit faced? Don't answer the page, huh? The mother will do it.
1: Call the midwife.
2: Anyway, look at that. So ever since then, this guy says like, fuck it, I don't trust doctors. I'm not going. And he stopped going and he said he's been just fine. Doesn't take any pills. None of that shit. I'm telling you guys, pills are uh Ugh. Pills are the way you're gonna go out. I'm telling you. I I only I try not to put anything like that into my body unless it's alcohol. Um, liquor, beer, wine, all of it. That's all I go with. And that's safe. <laughs> oh boy. Something uh, another interesting thing this guy told me. Listen to this. I never heard this before. Like I said he's 90 years old. He was drafted into World War II. He was 18 years old. Uh, he told me that at that time, when you were drafted, you were in the war until it's over. And that's probably to get people to just, oh, fuck it, I'll just join and be done in a year or two. Or however long they kept you back then. <laughs> Instead of being in the whole, what if it was like a 20-year war? You just see a bunch of old dudes running around. All right. On my command, everybody, you just you go out there and, and not too fast, though. You don't want to pull anything. You got to take care of your, watch your back there, Nelson. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal with that all over again. All right. Where, where was I? Um, uh, <laughs> ah! Sorry. I was insensitive. I know they wouldn't be in the war that long. This is just a little fantasy. Come on.
1: I've got a fantasy too, James.
2: Oh, I don't want to hear about it. So this guy was drafted at 18. And uh, it was towards the end of the war. That's why he was, they were taking 18 and 40-year-olds. Because they needed all they could get. And the crazy thing is they needed so many people that a lot of guys were just taken and sent over without basic training. Right? They're just like, all right, we need people. No time to train you. Hop on that boat or plane, however the fuck they transported, guys. All right, get out of here. Go fight. Isn't that fucking nuts? Isn't that terrifying? But I don't know how to shoot this thing. Y'all learn. Just ask someone on the way over there how to do it. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, his fellow soldiers were sent to Japan. Some of his, like his buddies he was in, the, in training with. He was sent to Arkansas. Yeah. All the way to Arkansas. <laughs> Guess what his job was? His job was to oversee basic training to returning soldiers that were in the war that never received basic training because by law you couldn't be uh you couldn't be dismissed from service until you went through basic training. So these dudes were sent to war without training, were in war, killed a bunch of people, probably been shot, got sent back home and this 18 at the time 19-year-old kid is in charge of their basic training. Can you fucking believe that? <laughs> I was like did they have a lot of animosity towards you because you're just some young punk? He's like, no, no, they understood. They, they, they got it. They knew the game. But he's like, yeah, I was 19 in charge of sergeants and lance corporals that were in the war. And I'm <laughs> some asshole kid giving him what, you know orders on what to do next. Nuts. So yeah, his friends that were sent to Japan were there for two years. He served eight months and was out. Lucky fucking guy. All right, how can I tie that into uh, a perfect segue to another story I got here? Hmm, let's see. Uh, Batman? No. Uh, the Old West? Nope. Uh, oh, here's one. <laughs> I'll make it work. I got hit on by a guy recently.
1: You don't say, James.
2: Uh, Yeah, I do. I was recently at a gay party talking about boats.
1: Oh my God, James!
2: I know, boats, right?
1: Wasn't it? A- was it a dinghy? Oh,
2: boy. Nope. It was a yacht. Oh, so it big? <laughs> no, it wasn't a yacht. Uh, yeah, I was at a gay party, everybody. Surprise, surprise, huh? Another one of these October fiestas. I'm going to say it's a gay party because the people that put it on were, uh, were gay. But there were a lot of people that were not gay there, including myself. Ha! Lies, James. Ah. Uh, I took my wife.
1: She's just a beard, James. We all know the truth. We're just waiting for the day that you finally realize it yourself.
2: All right. Anyway. So I might have got hit on by someone. I'm not sure. But I'm going to say yes because it will stroke my ego a little more.
1: Stroking, James? Ah! Well played. Play
2: it, James. Oh, all right. That was weak. So everyone's drinking. It's an Oktoberfest. A bunch of German shit, but they call it October Fiesta because there's Mexican twist to it. <laughs> They had one of those uh, michelada vans. I don't like those fucking things, but they had one nonetheless. They had a a banda playing. And it was good times. You get to bring your big stein and fill up with all the beer you can drink. And eat all the uh, sausage you can eat.
1: Oh my god, James, sounds like a blast.
2: Yeah, it was great. So at the end of the night, of course, uh, you know, the people that are really serious about partying are hanging out inside the house. (laughs) And I'm talking to this dude. He starts talking about him having a boat and that uh, it's there at this dock and, or marina, whatever you call it. And he goes there and he hangs out on the weekends and talking about the little adventures he has in this and that. And this guy is super gay. And he asks me if I'd like to go out on the water with him. <laughs> he's, like, uh, he's like, yeah, you should come out bring some friends. Yeah, you guys, you know, you're more than welcome. It's open. Uh, Take, you know, you guys can uh, take out the little, he has his little boat there at the marina and you can take out like a little motorized boat or something. Oh, no, no, sorry, it was kayaks. Yeah, you guys can use the kayaks and go out there. Yeah, you can have fun. Come by anytime. You're more than welcome. I was like, all right, cool, man. Appreciate it. A little bit later, he winds up asking me if I'm gay or not. (laughs) I was like, no, that's my wife right over there. All right. Acts like it's no big deal, but I knew what his angle was. I knew.
1: Was it a straight angle, James, or a little bit curved to the left, maybe?
2: Oh. Uh, I would imagine that guy would be curved, like, upward.
3: Oh, my, James. Oh, my.
2: So, yeah, I, I did not uh, give in to his advancements. I'm still pure at heart.
1: Not for long, James. We're going to go get in the water. Get a little bit wet, James.
2: Uh I'm not down with that. Unless I take my wife, or what if I take my wife with me and he winds up uh, drugging us both, you know, slipping something in our drinks and then uh, takes advantage of me only. You know? Because I'm I'm, I'm down some weight now. I'm looking pretty attractive. My buddy said, hey, you look very lean. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my gay friend. He's like, hey, you're looking leaner. I was like, oh, yeah? I feel leaner. Thanks. Yeah, I told you guys I was, I was dropping some weight from my Hawaii trip, which I did. Went down about 40 pounds. Oh, my god, James, congratulations. Yeah, who cares? But here's the thing. I wound up starting to go back to my old ways, dude, my wicked ways. My sister was over for, like, Halloween. We were drinking a lot and, you know, watching football games, drinking beer. And uh, I started noticing, uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm, I'm gaining some weight. Stop it, you son of a bitch! And I gotta fat shame myself. Look in the mirror. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. What the fuck are you doing to yourself? You were on the right track. You were doing just fine. And look, you got a little bit confident, didn't you? Oh, I'm losing some weight. I'm down forty pounds. I can slack off a bit. No, you can't, you fat fuck. Look at you. Look at you. You're swelling up as I talk to you. Look at that. Fucking disgusting. So yeah, I've been back on it for uh, the last week and a half. I've been hitting my, my stationary bicycle. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Uh, I don't go on too many hikes lately because it's hard to get out of the house. It's like a two-hour commitment to do that. And I just don't have the fucking time anymore. Sucks. Uh, so I get my stationary bike that I, that I built myself. It's a regular bike with that stand where your wheel spins and you don't go anywhere. (laughs) And I watch a Netflix show, 43 minutes, and I go fucking hard the whole time, never stopping. That's a great motivator. It's like, no, dickhead, you're not stopping until the show's over. And you get to watch TV while you do it. So, I mean, you can't beat that.
1: But James, what about looking at nature and being outside in the wilderness, James? Isn't that more beautiful?
2: Yeah, but I mean, it's TV. We live in a golden age of television, so. I mean, who am I to put down? Modern-day technology. Yeah, I mean, what do you want from me? It gets the job done. By the time the episode's over with, I'm sweating. My, I'm, I look like someone threw a bucket of water over me. I'm, my, all the kids are like, all the, all the kids. My two kids are like, yeah, get away from me. Because I try to hug them and put my wet shirt on their face. <laughs> but, dude, I literally, literally take off my underwear, and it's like I pissed myself. They're soaked. So uh, there's that. I start off on number five because you can, you can set the uh, resistance on this thing. I got it off Amazon. I think it was like 60 bucks. It's just uh, a thing that keeps your bike propped up. And you can set the resistance, but I you know, I have gears on there. So at about 15 minutes, I change to the higher gear, lower gear. I never understood that. Whatever is harder. <laughs> and then about 15 minutes more, I change it again. And that's the hardest one. I do that for about 13, 14 minutes, and then it's over with. And at the end of the time that uh, my exercise is over with, I wound up burning a lot of calories, being active, and watching a television show. I'm multitasking everybody. That's my point. <laughs> Dude, I recently... We went, uh, well, now that was at this point, it was like a month and a half or two months ago. I went to Big Bear with the family. And uh, before I was, I was uh, researching cabins to go to, and this one fucking ad was creepy. Because <laughs> you're seeing all these ads for cabins and how much they are and what they offer and all the amenities and all that shit. I wanted a, a hot tub. I just wanted to sit in the hot tub with the family on a cool night in the woods. You know, I thought it'd be fucking awesome. And so uh, I find this one. And it's like, it's almost too good to be true. The price, the, the place looks pretty cool. It's not too far from the lake, like a mile I was like, dude, what's the catch? It's got the hot tub. And I think it was like 100 bucks a night. I was like, there's no fucking way for a house, all right? And uh, I click on it. And it's like, yeah, I'll even make you breakfast in the morning. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. What's the catch? <laughs> the catch winds up being when you read in the description further. Yeah, you guys will be downstairs. I sleep upstairs. I'll come down in the morning and make you breakfast. <laughs> can you imagine that you're hanging out and there's a dude upstairs just sleeping up there or whatever he's doing who knows if he's gonna, like if he has some kind of creepy pervert holes he'll look at you at ugh he's probably got secret trap doors and, uh, or uh you ever seen those movies where there's like, there's like a hidden walls they walk in between and you can look at people in different rooms <laughs> so yeah I kept scrolling after I saw that nope
1: what if his breakfast was good, James? What if he made like a spicy sausage or something for you?
2: Uh, is that what you ever think about?
1: I think about other stuff too, James. But mostly about spicy sausage.
2: All right. I rented a boat uh, in Big Bear the next day. Just a little tiny, speaking of boats, huh? Just a little tiny uh, aluminum boat for four people. And uh, we t- we went out. The kids, my dad bought the kids fishing poles. It was our first time really fishing. And I learned, we we rented the four hour four hour boat. I learned that if you go fishing with kids, you actually don't do any fishing. You spend your whole time fixing their poles and their fucking broken lines and their bait being lost and their hooks being taken from the fish and trying to take the hook out of the fish's mouth. That's what you wind up doing the whole time. So uh, get that out of your head that you can have any fun, and, and catch anything. <laughs> Yeah, we all got we didn't get skunked. We all caught um literally tiny tiny little fish look like bait for other fish. That's all we got. But it was fun, dude, being out in the in on the, the lake. I'm exaggerating with being miserable. It sort of was like the first hour like, "All right, dude, let me fucking put my goddamn pole in the water." But uh it was actually wanted to be pretty fun. But you know what this cunt this girl she's like, you know, when I first signed up for the boat, She's like, all right, so, you know, here's your, here's your contract. Here's the blah, 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 blah. Just when you come back, you know, this and this and that. She never told me anything about what time I have to be back. She never told me shit. It was um, like so much money for two hours, so much money for four hours, and then not much more for eight hours. So because the kids kept taking up all my time with their uh, breaking their lines, I'm like, dude, fuck it. It was a beautiful fucking day. The weather was perfect. I was like, dude, I don't care. We'll stay off here for eight hours. I don't give a shit. And like even the family was down. We had a bunch of snacks. We had drinks. Everything. And um, right around the time I was supposed to be back. Actually, I was supposed to be back at four. And it was four ten. She calls me. And I was like, God damn it. And I answered the phone. She's like, um, where are you? And I was like, uh, I'm right out uh by this buoy, by this bathroom that's floating out here in the water. <laughs> and she's like, you're supposed to be back by now. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, but I, I thought I would just stay out a little bit longer. Uh, no, we're closed now. You got to come back. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't know that. All right. All right. So we fucking, it takes 30 minutes, dude, to drive that boat, drive, whatever you call it, operate that boat back across the lake, 30 minutes. We finally get back to She's in a bitchy mood. I, and she's like, I told you we closed at four. I'm like, no, you never said that. Yes, I did. She never fucking said it, boys and girls, ever said it. So now you cost the company overtime for our employees, which is her and some other kid, a guy. So now you got to pay for this much extra. And I was like, you fucking bitch. You didn't tell me this was part of the deal. <laughs> So I had to pay extra because she was a cunt and didn't tell me what time they closed. Maybe it was my fault, but I'm gonna say it was hers. <laughs> Speaking of cunts, I want to say a special fuck you to uh. I went out to to LA. I took the family. Alley went to Alley Homes. I took the family and my sister to uh the uh what the hell's his name Guillermo del Toro. His exhibit at LACMA. And after that, or on the way over there, we saw Trejo's Tacos. That's right, Machete. I've seen it on TV uh, where they say it was pretty good and this and that, organic, blah blah blah. I was like, all right, that sounds cool. One day I like to eat there, and I saw it. I'm like, huh, when am I ever gonna be in this area again? I don't like coming to LA, and so I was like, you know, on the way back, I'm gonna stop there, and so we did. And so I ordered the food. It was fine. Uh, the uh, carne asada was fucking fantastic, but the carnitas was whatever. It was all right. Um, but this lady sitting there next to us outside. Uh, she's like, the the tacos are good, right? Like the carne asada. I was like, yeah, really good. And uh, I was like, and my wife goes, do you recommend any other places to have, to get tacos? Like, like, I mean, I'm talking like really good, the best. Oh yeah. I know a place, um, You know, you just got to go to Mexicali, okay? And like, oh, there's this place called, whatever it's called. Oh, it's the best. And you get so much food for like a little bit of money. And I was just thinking, are you really fucking suggesting we go to Mexico, you dumb bitch? (laughs) (laughs) We're in LA. Hey, what do you recommend for good tacos? Yeah, go to Mexico. They've got great tacos there. Oh, great. Thanks, you fucking idiot. Who does that? Who does that? <laughs> hey, do you know a place I can get some great haggis? Yeah, there's a restaurant in Scotland. Oh, it's fantastic.
1: Fucking... Ah!
2: I wanted to strangle this woman and, and, and grab her by the head and just, just the back of the hair and just continuously slam her face into the wooden tabletop and just, just keep doing it until I saw enough blood on the table... Well, I'm not sure if it was just spilled salsa or her blood because part of her, like, bone would be crushing too and, like, her lipstick will be uh, uh, flaking. And so you couldn't tell if it was, like, spices and, and pepper or if it was just part of her face mixing with her blood. That's how badly I wanted to grab this woman by the back of her hair and do violent acts to her. But uh, that's just me, everybody. Hey, speaking of crazy... We recently got a new mattress, everybody.
1: Oh, my God, James. Did you wear the old one out?
2: Oh, yeah. We put miles of love making into that thing. Woo! I'm afraid to see the next people that get it.
1: Oh, my God, James. That's gross.
2: Well, I'm sure it happens. You know, I've always wondered. I, I always wish there was uh, stats being taken of my life so I can look back to see how many times I've done certain things. Like, wouldn't you love to know how many times you've done stuff to your woman? You know? I would love to see that fact that stat, and then try to beat it this year, you know? Like, that's it? We got work to do.
1: What about the stat, James? About how many times you've let her down? I want to see that stat, James. How many times have had, like, a little bit of whiskey dick, James? How many times she faked an orgasm, James, so you could just roll off and get your sweaty, ugly body off of her? I'd like to see those stats, too, James.
2: Oh, boy. You know what? I can pride myself on saying that I know for a fact she's never faked it with me.
1: James you sure are delusional
2: no I know it she told me so
1: of course James of course she told you so James why would she lie
2: now there's been times listen there's been times where I've tried with her and sometimes it's just not gonna happen and she tells me I ah, forget it all right you failed me
1: See, hey, James you let her down
2: it's not me it's her
1: did she do that too James huh it's not you, it's me. And you bought that shit, James. That's that's day one of being a woman, James. How do you know? I know things, James. I'm in touch with my feminine side.
2: Ah, oh, yeah. I can touch your feminine side right now.
1: Oh, James, do it. No.
2: Not again. Uh, all right. Speaking of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save that for the fucking moment. All right. I'll save it. Uh, let's see, what else I got? Boy, I'm sorry, guys. Is this, uh, is this podcast a little fucking rough to listen to? Been a while since I've been solo.
1: That's no excuse, James. You've built up a reputation with the Danger Hour, and you have a certain standard that people are used to, James. And if you deliver subpar results, James, you're gonna... All right, just shut the... F-
2: all right. You sound like my wife now. No, nah, there's times where, uh, there's times where she'll say something and she gets all angry. I'm like, why is your voice so high? <laughs> and then she starts she feels like a little bit stupid and starts laughing. Anyway. Well, that has nothing to do with anything. But uh let's see what else I got here, everybody. Boy. I'm running out of stuff. Uh Oh, that's what I was talking about, the mattress. Hello. So, we got a new mattress. My wife ordered it beyond uh, she uh, went behind my back. And, uh, and ordered it anyway, because she says, you have to replace your mattress every 10 years. And I've already had it for 10 years, and it's gross. It's not comfortable anymore. I, I can't sleep right. I'm like, yeah, right. It's not the mattress. It's you. You have uh, weird sleep things, issues, not me. <laughs> when I get a new mattress, it's all my problems will be solved. Yeah, right. We'll see about that. We will see. I want to keep this mattress for another 10 years. It's perfectly fine. I slept on a mattress where I got poked in the back by springs and I still slept perfectly sound when I was young. All right. I'm a survivor. Goddamn mattresses cost too much money. Anyway, so we got a new one. <laughs> and the Mexican guys that came and picked up the old mattress. They deliver the new one and they take the old one, which is pretty cool. You don't got to deal with putting it outside like a fucking weirdo by your trash and everyone looking at all your stains. Ha! No, ours was pretty clean, actually. But I've seen quite a few where it's like, wow, I wanted to put that out there. There's just some gross stuff going on with that mattress. Woo! Anyways, these Mexican guys, fucking gross, dude. They pick it up and they let the mattress like lean against their head. Ah! And I was like, all right, maybe they've seen us and they can see that we're pretty upstanding citizens. You know, we're really clean and attractive people. They've got nothing to fear. But still, I wouldn't be touching these people's mattress, anyone's mattress with my face and my head.
1: (laughs) Ha! Gross! Disgusting.
2: All right. Is that all they got? Just a bunch of random fucking thoughts all trying to weave in together. Really made no sense. But uh, let me leave you with this one thing. Um, there's this... Uh, let me do some research real quick, everybody. Hold on. Just give me two minutes. But with the Miracle Time Travel, I'll be back in a second. Okay? Hold on. All right. I'm back. I just wanted to pull up this little article here. Now, this is fascinating stuff. I love this type of shit, as you would well know from the earlier conspiracy bullshit I mentioned. Check this out, everybody. Now, I know this might be complete horseshit, but it's still interesting to me nonetheless. And I did say might because, hey, it might be true. <laughs> A U.S. ecologist has claimed that humans are not from Earth. Ooh, intrigued. Oh, some of you are rolling your eyeballs. Just hear it out. But we were put on planet, wait, put on the planet by aliens tens of thousands of years ago. Uh, Dr. Silver points out a number of physiological features that make this case for why humans did not evolve alongside other life on Earth in his new book. Uh, Let's see. One of the suggestions is that we have bad backs, which he suggests because we evolved in a world with lower gravity uh, and then getting sunburned too easily. Right? That's a problem. uh let's see uh the book is called if you're ca- in case you give a shit humans are not from earth a scientific evaluation of the evidence <laughs> um they have let's see there's evidence of not of uh, not being human race has defects sorry that market of being not of this world that was a weird sentence sorry uh let's see mankind is supposedly the most highly developed species on the planet yet is surprisingly unsuited and ill-equipped for earth's environment harmed by sunlight a strong dislike for naturally occurring foods ridiculously high rates of chronic disease and more uh let's see talks about the back again he also says that it's strange that babies heads are so large and make it difficult for women to give birth which can result in fatalities of the mother and infant no other native species on this planet has this problem. He also believes that humans are not designed to be as exposed to the sun as they are on Earth, as they cannot sunbathe for more than a week or two, unlike a lizard, and cannot be exposed to the sun every day without problems. Now, that's a pretty good point. Dr. Ellis also claims, like, "Who's Dr. Ellis?" We're talking about Silver. What's going on here? Oh, Dr. Ellis Silver. <laughs> Oh boy. Uh Dr. Ellis also claims humans are always ill and this might be because our body clocks have evolved to expect a 24-hour 25-hour day as proven by sleep researchers. I don't know what that means. That makes us uh more ill. Uh let's see. He suggests that Neanderthals such as Homo erectus were crossbred with another species. Um I'm not going to read that. That sounds like bullshit. Uh Uh, mankind may have evolved on a different planet and we may have been brought here as a highly developed species one reason for this is that the earth might be a prison planet since we seem to be a naturally violent species and we're here until we learn to behave ourselves (laughs) now that's a cool sci-fi movie but that that last part kind of throws it off His book is intended to create debate instead of being a scientific study and hopes it will lead to people getting in touch with him with further suggestions of evidence. While other scientists have said some bacteria arrived on Earth from space, Chris McKay, an astrobiologist at NASA, said that uh, the jump to conclusion that it is alien life is a big jump. So there's still skeptics out there, everybody. I'm saying this guy's completely right. Makes sense to me. We are poorly engineered, having our buttholes next to our reproductive systems. Why would you have your uh, <laughs> Why would you have your waste disposal plant located right next door to where uh, you reproduce life? There could be some cross-contamination there. Why would you have the same port of entry be where you breathe and where you put food? Huh? i don't know uh yeah that makes a lot of sense i've always wondered about that we're always like we're too fucking cold you know we have to have clothing we have to have houses and shelter um i never thought about that back pain one if that's common for most people well is it eventually everybody you're just with gravity you're just getting pulled down closer to earth like everyone's like hunching over <laughs> It, yeah, that it, it never made sense either. Why it's so difficult for people to have babies? Is that just a, a a numbers thing? Just trying to kill off more people and the strong survive? I don't fucking know. But anyway, so there you go, everybody. There's the real possibility that this is not our home. We're just here. We were put here. Maybe that's why the uh, ancient Egypt hieroglyphs have. People in spaceships and shit. What look like spaceships and planes and uh, and uh, people with helmets on. You ever see that before? Pictures of people that look like uh, pilots and shit. And shit. All right. At that point, when I say and shit, you notice that there's a moron talking. So I think I'm done here. I have made my points. I have read the stuff I wanted to read. I just wanted to tickle your mind a little bit with that. Start thinking about it. Maybe smoke some weed, man, because it's legal in California now. We all can be potheads and stick it to the pharmaceutical companies, everybody. And start talking about how we're not from this planet, man. You know what's fucked up? They made an announcement at my job the next day or that next Monday after the uh, whatever the day. I don't fucking know. I'm bad with timetables. The guy's like, yeah, so I wanted to read this. It's from uh, corporate. You know, they said that uh, with 64 passing making marijuana legal, everything is still intact in your job and you have to be tested. And if you come up, you will violate policies. Oh, fuck you. How can that be? It's my right. No, they said they're going to go with federal law on this one. Oh. When's that going to happen, when federal law says it's illegal? Horse, shit. I just want to be a stoner, everybody. That's all. That's it. I want to be a stoner. Not all the time, just once in a while. The people that do it every day are fucking idiots. But, you know, like every weekend, I'd like to get high. Maybe eat some kind of uh, cookie, brownie. Think of all the calories you'll save. Well, forget about the cookie and brownie then. Just smoking it. Think of all the calories you save than drinking beer or or booze. Think about that. It's the healthy man's drug.
1: (laughs) But why do you need anything, James? Why do you have to change your mindset and be taken out of reality,
2: James? Well, it's not really taken out of reality. It just kind of helps me deal with being here in this fucking place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, I've got some kind of natural chemical that's off. I'm just naturally angry and feel like... uh, like, this is all wrong. The whole thing we got in place, all of it working, rules. How about this one? The one that drives me the most crazy that paint and light bulbs control me driving around. I go, yo, yup, you gotta stay in those lines. The light bulb's red, that means you can't go. Fuck you. I'm a person and I have free will and I wanna go. <laughs> all right, let's start closing the show out, everybody, with a little something I like to call i fancy that it's beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. it's wonderful. wonderful it's i fancy that fancy, fancy fancy times everybody all right i fancy that is a segment in which i talk about something that makes me happy something i like something positive for a change oh boy do i have a fancy let me tell you i fancy the brand new animated. Batman movie entitled Return of the Cape Crusaders. That's right. We're talking about the classic 1966 Batman, but they made it animated. It's a movie. I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes. It stars Adam West. Adam West. Burt Ward? Holy animated movie, Batman. And the chick that played Catwoman, but she's like the worst part of it because she sounds old and she's kind of... But, holy shit, I fucking loved this movie. I loved it. If you're aware, the old classic Batman series was meant to be a comedy. It's supposed to be making fun of the whole thing. And uh, when you watch this movie, it's so... Oh, man. It's fucking funny. There's some parts that are kind of... Eh, for the most part, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's really hilarious. I fancy it, would you say? <laughs> it's so fucking awesome, dude, hearing uh, Adam West and Burt Ward. And they sound almost like they did. Almost identical to them on the original show. It's fun, dude. It's got the Joker and the Riddler and the uh, and uh, Catwoman and... Uh, and then the rest, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon and all those fucks. It's really badass. And I'm not going to spoil it for you. Just watch it. Trust me. It's fucking fun. Some of you guys won't like it, though. But for the people that like comedy and Batman, you'll love it. All right. Uh, so, yeah. The brand new Batman animated movie, Return of the Capes Crusaders... See that? Oh,
1: and by the way,
2: I spoke about this on the Sticks and Stones podcast. I got to—I also fancy. I won a uh, drawing for Stanley's LA Comic Con. I was already gonna go. My mom got me tickets for my birthday.
1: Oh my god, James! Happy birthday! How old are you?
2: I'm Jesus years old. Thirty-three. That's right. Thirty fucking three. Jesus. Almost at 40, everybody. That's when it all goes downhill. When I was young, I thought people in their 30s were old as fuck. And <laughs> now I'm 33. Oh, man. Anyway, so she bought me, uh, me and the kids and the wife and my sister, she bought us all tickets to, to the L.A. Uh, Comic-Con, which I'm never going to, to another Comic-Con again because they're too fucking crowded. They're insanely... Insanely overpopulated, overpriced. The food is ridiculous. Anyway, oh, this is a fancy that. I'm sorry. So I entered this drawing and I won. And the drawing was to get in the front of the line to the panel featuring Adam
1: Ward,
2: Burt Ward, and uh, Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. Dude, it was really fucking cool. I was a total fanboy. I sat there by myself because I only won one ticket. <laughs> And it was just uh and the and the Catwoman lady was there too, I forgot her name, uh Julie Newmar Newman Newmar Julie Newmar, it was sick dude, it was sick, I listened to Fat Man on Batman, it was cool seeing Kevin Smith, I listened to Kevin and Bean Show, I love Ralph Garman, and I fucking uh, it's Adam West and Burt Ward dude the dynamic duo in person, it was sick. They were up there for like 45 minutes talking about behind-the-scenes stuff on the old Batman series. Talking about the new animated movie. Talking about the future. Sick. Loved it. You might also say, I fancied it. So, Adam West. Adam West. Burt Ward. (laughs) The Batman panel, the new Batman animated movie. The Return of the Cape Crusaders. All of that stuff. Holy fancy Batman. I fancy that. All right. And now
4: it's time
0: for the darker side of life. That's
1: right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go.
2: Fuck you. All right. The fuck you moment is the... opposite of I fancy that it's where I get back in my soapbox jump up and down and scream and cry and whine and bitch complain uh, about whatever is bugging me at the moment now there are a few things I like to complain about first one is I like to say fuck you to myself everybody oh my god James I'll fuck you no that's not what I mean I want to say fuck you to myself because I did something stupid all right I do this thing where I take photos of Batman figures. You're right, James, that is stupid. That's not what I was talking about. (laughs) I have an Instagram account that I've been neglecting lately, but it's called at Batagrams, B-A-T-A-G-R-A-M-S, on Instagram. Now, I have all these little DC characters. It's all the Batman family. All right, Batman, the Joker. I even have the classic Batman and Robin, Adam West and Burt Ward. Um, the Justice League, Superman, Wonder Woman, Iron uh, Green, Iron Man, Green Lantern, <laughs> all of them. So I take these little figures with me sometimes, different places, and take little photos for comedic effect and also for entertainment value for myself and uh, for creativity. It's all encompassing. It's fun. It's goofy. I know. It's nerdy. It's childish, but it's fun. So go fuck yourself. I enjoy it. But here's what I did recently that really, really, really broke my little fat heart. So, I did some laundry a while back. This is like months ago again, because I haven't talked to you in a long time. Did some laundry. Now, I opened, or I'm walking in to see if my laundry's done, and I hear all this banging in the dryer. I'm like, what is that shit? I open it, and uh, my Batman figure falls out onto the fucking door that I opened and it's all scratched up. Oh, I was heartbroken, everybody. Not only that, there was like four of them in there. I ruined the new Batman, the classic Batman, Robin, and one other one. What was it? Uh, the old classic Joker was ruined, too. Fucking destroyed me. These are my little babies, everybody. Okay? These are my stars. The stars are my little Instagram show. (laughs) I pretty much had to buy new ones. All right? I had to buy a whole new classic Batman set just to replace those two. Well, those three, I guess.
1: Heartbreaking!
2: (laughs) So fuck you to me. What a rookie mistake, not checking your pockets before you do your laundry.
1: How stupid.
2: I had them in some, uh, I think I had them in there from camping, dude. It's been a long time. Because I had cargo shorts. And I had them in, is that right? That can't be right. I must have had them on another time. My cargo shorts. <laughs> and they're in the pockets in my, in my legs. So Fucking A. So fuck you to me for being so, uh, uh, what's the word? uh neglectful of my little my little fancy little toys <laughs> all right next up fuck you to long doorbells all right i don't like them you ever gone to a house and rang the doorbell and it was a whole song who does that now i know it's not my problem first of all i don't want to hear it but i'm just considering living there that's got to be terrible so fuck you people that purposely put these door, doorbells in there. The other day, it was like that one da-da-da,
1: da-da-da-da,
2: da-da-da, da-da-da,
1: da-da-da-da. And
2: I was like, "Wow, I pressed it one time. <laughs> How annoying. Well, I guess this one isn't really valid because I guess they purposely have it there, and if they didn't like it, they'd take it out. You know what? Fuck you for having it anyway. Because I don't like it, you idiots. I don't like it for you. (laughs) I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine having a doorbell in the first place. Ugh. Disgusting. Alright, next up. Fuck you to my wife.
1: Oh my god, James! Because of the new mattress and you want to really put some
2: new miles into it? No. For another reason. Because she picks the worst apples well, not since I had a, a talk with her. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. I had to sit her, pull her aside and give her a talk. Listen, wife, let me tell you something about picking apples. There are four things you need to know to pick the perfect apple. Number one, they've got to be firm.
1: Oh, my God, James. Tell me more. Like an apple bottom, James?
2: Uh, they've got to be firm. I don't want no soggy-ass apples, all right? When I bite into that thing, I want it to have like a crisp... Crunchy sounding thing or whatever sound that is. All right, number two, it's got to have a stem. Must have a stem. I cannot emphasize the importantness of having a stem. Is importantness a word? Well, goddammit, it, it should be. If they don't have a stem, it's like easy access for bugs to bury themselves in there. It's growth. I've seen it. Number three, it cannot have any bruises. Or soft spots, because that's growth. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and... Uh, this rule is also going to encompass dents or openings as well, okay? It's got to be a, a unbroken skin. <laughs> Undamaged. And the last one. I'm talking about strictly gala apples here, everybody. When you get me a gala apple, it's got to have a good mixture of red to yellow, okay? It can't be too yellow. I don't like that. Got to be a lot more red, but mo- mostly red, and then some yellow.
3: <laughs>
2: I think she does this shit on purpose. I think she sabotages the, uh, the the grocery pickup so I don't ask her to go for me, because uh, I'm very I'm very particular when it comes to grocery shopping, and uh, she'll go and she'll bring that kind of shit. She'll bring damaged apples. She'll bring me the wrong stuff, the wrong uh, brand that I get of certain foods. And she'll bring home a lot of cookies and shit. And she knows I'm against that too. But I think she does it, first of all, because she loves cookies. But secondly, because she wants me to get off my ass and go myself. But look, I've I already got too many responsibilities, okay? I ask her to go for me if, uh, if I need th- some help. All right, I'm at work all day. I'm tired. Hey, you're getting out early. Why don't you do some grocery shopping for us? Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't have time. I've got to ride my little bike and watch my TV show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last fuck you goes to this lady specifically who pulled up next to me the other morning. I was in my work vehicle. I was at, the, I was at a light waiting. She pulls up and parks side by side, which is one of my pet peeves if you know me, everybody. I don't want you to sit next to me parked. It's fucking awkward. So she does this. And she's eating breakfast on her way to work in the morning from what I can imagine. And she shoves this giant fucking breakfast burrito in her face. And I happen to just glance over because I see movement. And I look over and she's shoving it in her face. And then she quickly looks over at me looking at her eating. And gives me this uncomfortable look. Like, why are you looking at me? And I'm like, Hey! HOW ABOUT NOT PULLING UP NEXT TO ME? HOW ABOUT THAT? (sighs) The audacity. She drinks my milkshake. She drinks it up! The audacity. How dare you pull up next to me and then have this ugly-looking face as you shove your food into your hole. Your ugly face hole. And then you don't like the fact that I'm looking at you doing that. <laughs> so you give me this dumb look. Fuck you. Don't put me in that situation as well as yourself. It's not good for anybody. That's why I purposely stay a little bit ahead of the person next to me. Or a little bit behind them. Ugh. To avoid that possibility. You're either getting the frame of the car where my door is or where the windshield is. That's what I'm blocking you with. I am never pulling up next to you. If if, if it happens we're side by side, that's on you, you son of a bitch. So fuck you to myself for ruining my cool little toys in the the dryer. (laughs) Fuck you to... Who else was it? I don't remember. I just remember that and uh, the lady that ate next to me at the, in the car. Oh, and my wife for picking up bad apples. All right, all that stuff and whatever else I missed. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's it for me, everybody. I'm all done. Hopefully, some of that was slightly entertaining. Like I said, it's been a while. And uh, yeah, what do you want from me? This is free. Okay, take it or leave it. Go fuck yourselves. I don't care. But hopefully you liked it. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, I got to work today in two fucking hours. Can you believe that? It's a Saturday. I got to work from four to fucking midnight. Ah! Guess what else, everybody? I got to work on Thanksgiving. How do you like that? Two to ten. Because I'm the new guy down on the totem pole. Two to ten on Thanksgiving. I'm missing all the holiday oh well that's that I gotta pay my dues I suppose I was also gonna be forced to work on New Year's Eve 4 to midnight cause I gotta work every other Saturday it's just a shift that I got stuck on um, we all get fucked some way or another and that's the way I got fucked So, but I also would have to work on New Year's Eve for to midnight and I was like no way that's not happening so I uh, took a vacation day for that night <laughs> <laughs> look at me, planning ahead. I got it off already. Approved. Woo! Sweetness. But I'm still fucked on Thanksgiving. Hopefully, uh, I, apparently, because I'm getting fucked on Thanksgiving, Christmas is going to leave me alone because it's like, all right, you're getting stuck that day. You're free on Christmas. So uh, look at me. It's a Christmas miracle. Um, yeah, so just to close the show out on some kind of positive note, which is rare for me. I've been uh, looking at life in a new positive light. I heard on some radio segment people calling in talking about how shitty their lives are. And this guy calls in and just talks about how fucked up his wife is, that she's sick and she's got all these issues and uh, maybe even health issues. I forgot what it was. And then he's got two special needs kids and it's just like, oh, man. That's a rough one. I think doesn't even have sex anymore because the wife's all fucked up always in pain so I was like wow things can be a whole lot worse you know how about you start looking at the positive things you asshole instead of always being angry you've got it pretty good you've got a nice beautiful wife you've got some great kids beautiful great smart kids you've got a pretty decent job even though you complain about it could be worse you live in a pretty decent place that could be worse Why don't you be thankful for what you've got instead of complaining about the shit that's not going for you? How about that, you negative son of a bitch? And I said to myself, you're right, James. You're right. I'm going to start trying to be positive because I'm naturally a negative cunt. But I'm going to try to turn this whole thing around. Look at me. Aw. And the Grinch's heart grew ten sizes too big that night. Whatever it was. So, yeah, I'm going to try, everybody. I'm still going to be angry and shout and stuff, but I think for the most part, I'm going to have a positive outlook. That's my new thing.
1: Oh, my God, James. Is that your, like your news resolution?
2: No. It's my new life resolution.
1: Oh, my God, James. That was so lame.
2: Yeah, I know. All right. So long, everybody. But wait. There's more. I'm going to play you a song on the way out because I know you like that. I know you all like it. So, uh, I'm going to play you a little mashup of people. This is... On guitar, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick. On bass, Scott Reeder from a band called Kaios. Uh, on drums, Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters fame. And on vocals, Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Yeah, they all got together and they made a song, everybody. And here, it, I think it's pretty fucking good. I don't think I've ever played it for you guys before. I don't think I have. But uh, it's off this album called Sound City, Real to Real. And it's this project that Dave Grohl had where he just did a whole bunch of shit with different artists. And it's called From Can to Can't. And it's fantastic. And here you go, everybody. Until next time, stay dangerous, my friends. (laughs) Later.
4: Under the water. Cold and it's gray. My torrid autumn, another season decays. Open up the hollow, and my walls come down. I tell you it's a problem. Just when no one's around
3: But then